In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me all the way from across the pond, where I hope it's cool and there is here, the rock parapsychologist himself, Mr. Cal Cooper. Bonjour, Ron. Comment ça va? Comme si, comme ça. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, it's a bit windy here, um, but it's still quite warm outside. It's a nice warm breeze, but uh, probably not as hot as the weather that you've got. So uh, typically, what does it, I mean, what is uh, it like in uh, England at this time of year or the UK? Um, it varies from county to county. I mean, I was um, in... I was in Portsmouth yesterday morning, then I had to drive to Northampton, and then I was in Northampton this morning and drove to Nottingham, and it's changed through every section of the main motorway, the M1, that I went through. I've had some rain, and had beautiful sunshine down in Portsmouth, and now here it's just very calm and cloudy, really. So it's forever changing. <laughs> and temperature-wise, what, what do you get up to around? <laughs> oh, well, we can get up to some pretty high temperatures when we do have a, a stupid sunny day especially down in Portsmouth it can get ridiculously hot down there um, but at the moment it's just, it's just average I haven't really checked to see what the temperature is but it's, it's just nice you can go out wear a t-shirt I think you'd be fine without a jacket oh cool <laughs> so yeah most of the in most of this country of course is under a heat wave yeah. uh, there are a lot of parts of it that uh, they're saying it's almost as bad as the uh, dust bowl so wow so you've yeah. got the air conditioning on and fan going Oh, uh, yeah, we have AC in there. Uh, yeah, so we're okay there, but outside it's hot. Brilliant. So what else have you been up to lately then, Ron? Uh, last week we did, of course, the uh, haunted uh, Fortin Lighthouse tours for Friends of Portsmouth Lighthouse, which was a, another successful evening. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's long. It's five hours uh, for me of you know, up and down a lighthouse and through the fort and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, it's it's tough, but everybody had a good time. So that's the, the key. Excellent. So you're getting sick of the stairs. <laughs> I'm getting, yeah, well, you know, it's the same. You do, there's three tours, basically. And uh, it's, you know, basically each one's the same. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it gets a little, uh, I won't say boring, but... Um, you know, it's it's tiring a little bit. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Did you did anything happen then? 
I'm trying to think offhand. Uh, everything's a blur right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, that, if you have to think about it. Yeah, no, nothing outstanding that really jumped out. Um, there have been in the past, but uh, no, not particularly. Uh, you know, we made contact with different spirits using different methods, but, you know, it's just uh, the usual stuff. And that's interesting. But we have somebody uh, who's on our show today who deals with the spirit all the time. And. Uh, she is a, I would say she's a good friend of mine. Uh, she is Kelly uh, Spangler, and she is a witch from uh, Salem, Massachusetts. Kelly, there? Yes, I am. Hi, Kelly. And I know it's hot in uh, Salem. <laughs> oh, boy. It's very hot. Very hot up here. I'm on the third floor, so yep. <laughs> it's very hot. <laughs> First off, Kelly, doing? I've got to say, I love the surname. I didn't know what your surname was, but now I know that it's Spangler. That's awesome. So it just reminds me of Ghostbusters again. <laughs> oh, yeah, isn't that funny? Ron, <laughs> 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 actually, I think you've said that to me before, too. You're like, oh, yeah, I just like, uh, you know, Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. And believe it or not, Cal, she actually has her own paranormal group. Yeah, I've, I've just um, looked at that just before I came on the show. Um, I, I just went on to the Facebook page for the Salem Spirit Seekers of Massachusetts Paranormal Team. So I don't know much about the team, so I'd love to hear more about what it involves. Oh, yeah. Well, I founded the group last year uh, in 2011. Um, most of my team is made up of mediums and sensitives. Um, however, um, with my team, I, I I ask my team to hold back on their on their feelings as much as possible because I want them to also use the scientific half of uh, you know using the equipment and you know and whatnot and kind of save it for last is what I want them to do and then we can go over and you know see if any of our feelings have matched and and most of the times they do so um, and you know I, I'm loving the group it's fairly new so you know we're just babies at it but um, we're doing we're doing well and. We're very busy, and um, at one point I had to put a hold on it because we were getting a lot of requests. Um, but we're enjoying it. It's going well. Well, so the, the whole group is based on people with various psychic abilities and so forth? Most of us, yes. There's, there's probably like two people that uh, I wouldn't say are, they don't consider themselves to be witches or mediums or anything, but they, they do still have a little bit in them. Right. They, they, so, you know, you have the skeptic, too. I have a skeptic in my group, so I, I love having that, too. All right, so the main thing that you do, then, when you go out and conduct an investigation is you're just purely acting on psychic investigation, investigating the property without gizmos and gadgets and so forth. Well, no, we, like I said, I try and have my team put that to the side. I want okay. to scientifically go at it first. We go in skeptical always. Um, believing but not really believing, you know, um, and then as the case goes on and, you know, of course we're going to have our feelings, we document our feelings, and at the end of the case we will combine everything, including uh, what we felt and, and what we've seen and, you know, what we heard on top of our evidence, you know, with the cameras and the audio and, you know, the video, all that. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool to have, it's, I think it's a little different than most groups, you know, so that, that's what I like about it. It certainly does sound different. Yeah. 
And, you know, Kelly, why did you, you know, why did you make the, the jump to forming your own paranormal group, I guess you would say? Well, you know, I was, uh, I did a lot of work with other groups and, you know, I had a lot of fun with it and I, you know, eventually I was thinking, you know, it would be great to have my own team to have a group of people that I go out with, uh, you know, on a regular basis instead of going to different teams. I still do that too. I think that's fun. But I wanted to have my own group and, uh, you know, and, and help people. You know, and that's our main goal, to go out there and help people. Um, we do mostly deal with residential areas. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what we do. We do our fun things, you know, cemetery hopping or, you know, old, old buildings that are abandoned, but with permission of course. Um, other than that, I mean, mostly residential. Cemetery hopping, what's that? Cemetery hopping. Um, basically going from cemetery to cemetery. Um, and ghost hunting in there. Well, kind of like pool hopping, you know, when you're pool hopping when you're a kid. <laughs> you know, so, you're going from pool to pool to pool, um, or bar hopping. So, Same thing, you go into cemetery to cemetery to cemetery, and, and, and like if we'd go to a four or five a night if we need to. You know, I was about to um, say, well, do, do you mean all in one night? So obviously you did, right? I, I get that way. Oh, yeah. So have, you, have you ever actually come across any. Um, interesting or sort of decent experiences in graveyards because I've been to hundreds and never really had an experience in there yet in the UK we've got some really famous ones where people say on this certain day at this certain time of year if you go into the churchyard you see um, the figure of the black monk walking through the graveyards and looking at various graves and so forth so there's different investigators that have gone to actually check this out and of course you know I've never seen anything on these particular dates so have you come across anything paranormal when actually doing the the cemetery hopping well um I'll, you know what probably nine times out of ten we don't catch anything to be honest when we go in cemetery hopping um i think it's for fun and thrill um but there have been times where you know we've caught things on film apparitions um i don't really count orbs i'm gonna be honest i, I just i x them out I, I just don't feel it's solid enough um, but apparitions we've caught. Um, we did catch some, you know, some EVP work in cemeteries. But for the most part, it's more the, I guess, the, just the fun factor of being in the cemetery at night and, and trying to get something. But uh, most of the times, I, I, we don't seem to catch them outside in the cemeteries. Are these just any cemeteries then, or um, do they actually have a famous haunting connected to them, which is what has drawn you to go to well, those particular cemeteries? Well, with Salem cemeteries, obviously we do have, you know, uh, certain cemeteries, like the one on Charter Street, that one, um, you know, we, we've caught some apparitions in there. Um, oh, what's that one on, Ron, what's the name of the one over near the jail? What's that one? Howard on? Street. Howard Street. Those yep. two cemeteries we caught. Now, Howard Street is where, uh, you know, the man was crushed to death, supposedly, um, near the Corey. jail. And we did, we did, yeah, Corey, that's it. And we um, we did catch apparitions near trees, and my friend Steve did get, uh, and I, I know, again, or but it, it was different. There was these really big, bright red orbs that kept showing up on his camera, um, but I, I couldn't catch them on mine, so I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, and then the Charter Street Cemetery is where the judges, you know, that prosecuted all the witches, and... Um, I've caught some things over there EVP-wise, you know. Mm -hmm. But you have to, with that cemetery, you got to be kind of careful, too, 
because of uh, it's very much in the center of town. So, you know, you got to really, really listen in on those EVPs and make sure you're not catching someone at the bar down the street, <laughs> you know. So, but, uh, but no, it's it. for the most part, I mean, those cemeteries are the ones that, uh, that I've been to that have really famous, um, you know, backgrounds to them. Otherwise, I mean, I've been to the one in Marblehead. I don't know if you've been to that one, Ron, um, uh, Burial Point there. Old point. I don't think I have. You have to go to that one because that one's interesting. You see stuff with your own eyes up there. And the only thing I've caught was really, really? orbs and some colors. Yeah. Um, but you can see it with your own eyes. I mean, I've brought in people, and I'll call them muggles because that's what they are, people that don't have any kind of ability, and they've seen it with their own eyes. You know, so it's very much alive, and, you know, there are, there are some um, witches that have been prosecuted and, and hung that are also buried up in that cemetery. And um, it's, it's quite hidden, but it, uh, once you get there, you know, you come up a little hill. I brought um, Ron Jr. there. He'll tell you about it. It's really, it's really a great place. You just said that you um, you caught the apparitions in in the cemetery. Did, in other words, did people actually see these apparitional figures and then try to take photographs of them, or was oh, it the no, other way around? Happened... You actually caught the apparition in a picture. Yeah, I caught it in the picture. It, what I do is I focus in as a medium. I'm fo- trying to focus in and and feel. Right. And when I feel a certain area, I'll snap a picture. And what happened was I, I took a picture and it was next to a tree, and it was orange. It wasn't white. It was orange, and it was shaped in the shape of a man. And it was mm. it was very clear, and I'll have to send you that picture. I have oh, that yeah. somewhere on, on my oh. camera still. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah, if you, if you get time, please post that on the Ghost Chronicles International Facebook page so um, everyone okay. can have a look at that. That'd be great. Oh, yeah, I will. I'm glad you're carrying on the conversation because I've been working on a little bit of technical uh, difficulties here on uh, Pararex, so... Uh... <laughs> Oh, no, what's going on? <laughs> well, it's Mercury retrograde, don't you know? <laughs> I, I tell you, I believe it because, like, everything this day has really turned to crap for me, uh, so... You also, know. you're going to be careful of shop objects today. That's what <laughs> you In my case, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got scratched by my cat. I think that counts. <laughs> yes, it does. What, what have you done this time, Ron? Have you been taking the laptop in the bath again? No, not that easy. I, 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 you you want to laugh, though, but we did an investigation uh, to this place. It was way up in East Swabowskia, and uh, we came there, and the place was supposed to be vacant, uh, except for these two guys that, that were uh, enjoying themselves uh, with the spirit, if you know what I mean. Uh, so anyways... <laughs> We gave them a, a, a radio and asked them if the, you know they could go into the barn where there happened to be a hot tub. So, uh, you know, they were out of our hail, let's put it that way. So, uh, actually, we did our investigation, and then about three-quarters of the night, they came in, and he says, oh, this radio doesn't work. All it does is vibrate. And I looked at it, and the entire uh, you know the the uh, the pot. You can see the radio was like filled with water. <laughs> oh! They totally the ruined the radio. Totally ruined the radio. Oh. What was their explanation for that? Did you say why is the radio filled with water? They didn't. <laughs> they dumped it in the toilet. Oh right! No, okay. no, it was the hot tub. <laughs> the oh. hot tub. Oh. Yep. 
No. So anyways, uh, <laughs> you talk about uh, problems. Yeah, that was a big one. But anyways, um, uh, Kelly, I mean, you uh, you were also on the, uh, of course, on the Ghost Adventures series. Uh, what's that show? The Ghost Adventures show. So, I mean, uh, how was that? Did you find that odd? I mean, because you're really in front of the cameras now and all of the stuff is a little different than, like, if you're just walking around doing your own thing. Oh, actually, I was very comfortable with the cameras as if they weren't even on. Um, I, I don't know. I, I have a fancy for cameras. It doesn't. <laughs> I just felt very comfortable. Um, you know, we, you know, we came in, we did our ritual for the guys. Um, and it was very magical. It was very real. A lot of people were like, oh, you know, that was very fake. It was really real. And, and to be honest, we, Christian and I did that ritual for over an hour. It, you know, they, they can't do the whole show with the ritual, so they had to cut it really? out. Really? Uh, yeah. It took over an hour for that ritual? Yeah, we, we did an extensive ritual. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then afterwards we did some, you know, a little EVP and a little ghost box and whatnot and had such a blast. And, Honestly, I didn't feel any different than if I was doing it without with someone just video cameraing, you know, with with the team, you know, mm-hmm. just because it's just the guys with a video camera, you know, it's not like there's a whole team of, uh, you know, all these producers and directors, none of that. It's just the three guys and Christian and I, and it was just so much fun. I enjoyed working with them, um, and as they did with us also. So it, it was a lot of fun. I, I don't feel, like I said, I don't feel any different in front of a camera than, than not on a camera. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I know some people, you know, they don't, uh, they don't do camera work uh, well, let's put it that way. They freeze up and other things, and they, they seem to be more conscious about it. And other people uh, are able to handle it like it's not even there, which is, the way you're supposed to handle it, I guess you would say. Uh, yeah. So, so that's good to know. The um, so I, I was surprised when you told me the ritual uh, took an hour. So, what what was what was the ritual? What what was the purpose of the ritual? And the ritual. Uh, and of course, it did succeed, though, right? Right. The, the the ritual basically was raising the dead ritual um, to bring the spirit of place alive. You know, um, to so necromancy, basically. Yeah, necromancy, basically. What I'm going to be kind of doing for the, the spell casting class, same same sort of type of thing. Um, you know, doing uh, something to enhance the the, the spirits, and uh, you know, in a, in a positive way, not in a negative light. You know, bringing on the spirit of place, and also we uh, we did a little more too, as far as uh, giving them protection, and you know, so when they continued the rest of the night that they were, you know, in a safe place and that they wouldn't be, you know, harmed or anything by whatever was brought in that night. So, um, yeah, so basically necromancy, uh, raising the dead. So, so Cal, I mean, uh, this must be interesting to you, I think, as a parapsychologist, where you you have uh, basically an ancient craft involved in uh, ghost hunting yeah, I mean, with necromancy and other witchcraft and so forth, there are some parapsychologists that have delved into it. Over here we've got um, a guy called Dr. Melvin Willen who's uh, published a few books on ghost caught on film. You can find those quite easily on Amazon. But he, he's um, mainly um, researched for his uh, various PhD stuff on it, witchcraft and its links to 
um, parapsychology and also belief in witchcraft um, because there's a belief factor involved as there's a belief factor involved with the paranormal and this is when we're doing investigations or um, running tests in laboratories for various things we always um, use belief scales and there are some belief scales that involve a whole range of things um, such as belief in the Loch Ness Monster, witchcraft and, and so forth and then there's some that strictly stick to parapsychological phenomena so the psychic abilities, psychokinesis and life after death um, so um, I know we've dealt with some um, other topics of witchcraft on the show before, but this isn't something that I've kind of greatly delved into uh, before. So, you know, I'm, I'm very personally doubtful of being able to raise the dead, though I've always been intrigued by the concept. I mean, I've always loved horror films and the idea of raising the dead and so forth. And there's, um, I've always been interested in Pendle Hill as well and the witches there. Oh, yeah. Um, this transition between just dispelling the whole idea of uh, witches and cauldrons and all these magical sparks in the air as magic starts to kind of form is more so looking at the herbal medicine side of things and um, trying to treat people with um, natural um, resources and so forth and some people putting various spells together just to put good karma over people. So that's the way I've looked at it, just positive thinking in some ways or just alternative therapies. So when it comes to raising the dead... And necromancy, I'm not quite sure what to think. Um, it, you know, unless some sort of interesting, unusual result came out of it. Um, I don't know. I mean, you, um, Kelly, you'll have to talk me a bit through uh, more about um, necromancy and what exactly goes on, because I'm really stumped. I don't know. <laughs> well, actually, Kelly, Kelly will be at Spirit Quest, and I know she's she mentioned their spell classing thing. She's going to do a necromancy, but uh, I, I think that's one of the, the things we are going to attempt to do is uh, uh, at Saturday night is do a little uh, necromancy. So we will see. How? How is that going to be done? <laughs> right in front of you, my friend. <laughs> Bring your cameras. <laughs> Just picturing you bringing along a dead cat, Ron, and just trying to bring it back to life or something. In, in necromancy, am I wrong? You're not bringing back the physical dead, but the spiritual dead. Is that correct? Exactly. Yes. You're not right. bringing, You're not raising up a dead body out of the ground. No. It, basically, you're you're raising the energy of the spirit. You know. Okay. Uh, basically, if, if let's just, like not really the same thing, but let's say you're. You're ghost hunting, and someone is like kind of being, you know, from, you know, really getting at the ghost to have them do something, you know. Um, they're basically trying to raise the dead. They're trying to raise the energy of that spirit to show themselves. But we're doing it on a different level. It's it's more connected to spirit to spirit um, in a positive way, not in a negative way, you know. Um, in in bringing up um, most of the time when you're doing raising the dead you're, you're raising your loved ones or you're raising someone close to you and you know um in this if i'm doing a class on it i'm going to raise spirit of place you know so i'm just going to help the spirit raise itself up and show itself you know so or, or give messages of what it has to do well, that's, that's certainly a lot more on the sort of psychic level of things than really, um, you know, totally pulls apart from the, tra- uh, the traditional term of necromancy that I've thought of. I mean, it's like Jack Hunter would have been kind of more appropriate to comment, uh, comment on it than me because it goes into this whole idea of uh, shamans and witch doctors and the ideas that with some of even the psychedelics that they use in their incantations could actually 
raise the actual dead in a physical sense rather than this psychical sense of enhancing the spirits of the dead to actually bring them forward to either show themselves as apparitions, communicate, create poltergeist activity in the seance room and other things. So I, I really will be intrigued to see that at Spirit Quest. That will be very interesting. I believe it will be interesting and I, I believe everybody will, you know, uh, have fun during it and, you know, and also, you know, I will be uh, leaving uh, everybody with the spell that I that I do that day. So, you know, so they have like a little momentum, you know. Mm-hmm. Will I be scared, Ron? Uh, Cal, out of your wits. <laughs> 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 it's interesting. It, it, it'll be, it'll be fun, Aww. but it is serious at the same sense. Like this isn't something you can just anybody can just do. You you really it, here's a study that I've done. You know, with Sean and Christian and and uh, and others where we we've studied and and really made sure that we're connecting with the right things and we're not stirring the pot and making you know some crazy uh, energy. You know, we, we're really. A serious situation when you're working a necromancing spell. Yeah. So that that intrigues you, Cal. Is is that what I'm hearing? It, it intrigues me. I mean, as soon as you, as I say, as soon as you mention the term, I associate it with the traditional terms and shamanistic terms of raising the physical dead. So I've never seen it really in this content. Of I've seen obviously mediums when um, they start a séance and they do a sort of protection. And then sometimes they might go into some form of meditation on their own if they want to go off into a room on their own just to kind of um, enhance their own psychic abilities and get more in touch with themselves, the environment and the alleged spirits that haunt the place. So I've never really seen it in the sense of this uh, necromancy coming into play and enhancing the the spiritual activity that's going on and... um, you know, it's different. It's different, and I want to see it. So you yeah. will. There you go. Not a problem at all. Absolutely. Bring yeah. the cameras. That's important. Oh, the <laughs> That's right. Everybody should bring in cameras. But uh, yeah, bring the, the, interest, very important. <laughs> the interesting thing about this, too, is that, uh, you know, there's going to be a series of, of different experiments uh, live uh, all through Saturday night. And we're going to be uh, doing a lot of different things that some of the audience can actually participate in. So it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be different, really different, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so hey, that's only uh, what seven no nine days away, I believe. I think there's a countdown clock on the the website. If you haven't got your tickets, you can still get some. They're available through our website, which is the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. That's neghostproject.com. And uh, check it out. There's all different uh, prices and all different ranges of tickets. And there you go. So, Kelly, uh, what else is uh, happening with you? You also do uh, readings as well. You you uh, do uh, telephone readings as well as, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, face-to-face readings. Yes, I do. Um, I'm, a, I'm a psychic medium clairvoyant, uh, which means, obviously, I speak to the dead and I com- communicate with them to give messages to people. Um, clairvoyancy is basically when you're, you know, when you're like like a psychic vision, like you're feeling it, you're seeing it, you're hearing it, mm-hmm. you're giving it to them. 
um, you know, future future things, what's going on around them now. Uh, also, I use the tarot card. Well, actually, I can see the future right now because I see that we have to take a break. All right. <laughs> so you are listening to <laughs> Ghost Chronicles International with Mr. Cal Cooper and New England's own Van Helsink, Ron Kolick, and our very, very special guest is Salem Witch, yeah, Kelly Spangler, and we'll be right back after the following messages on Tochinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. Welcome to Tokinet. Radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Parrax family. Take 6,427. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolek, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in. Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so we are, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And Cemetery Tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, I'll have to get a new (laughs) co-host. I am brave beyond belief. Yeah, I will say. scares me. So anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and Ron. See you then. back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with the rock parapsychologist himself, Mr. Cal Cooper, and New England's own Van Helsink, Ron Kolick, and a very, very, very special guest, Kelly Spangler, right here on Tojinet, uh, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. And actually, we have a uh, question from the Pararex chat room, and uh, this is for you, Kelly, and this is, I wonder what kind of tests you do to make sure you're getting the spirit she intends to contact must be a lot of room for imposters and that's the question so basically if i'm raising something am i raising an imposter or do i know what yeah how do you know you're not getting somebody who who you're not really intending to raise well you you pretty well that's kind of a tricky question because there is times where you know if i'm if i'm Raising the dead, something might come through that I, you know, that will come across as something else. I usually can catch it, though. Um, but for the most part, when I'm raising, I'm concentrating on that certain energy, and I'm going to raise that energy of whatever I'm looking for. It, it, it doesn't, I mean, it's not all the time that something will sneak through. You have to be very careful. You're protected. You have to really know what you're doing. 
to begin with, mm-hmm. you know. And and like I said, being a medium too is is key to feeling it out and knowing if it's the right energy or not, you know. And then it would be my job to get rid of that energy and to bring in what's supposed to be. So how can you tell that you know a spirit is who they say they are? You're not. You know, it, it, it's, hard to, it, it, it's hard to explain that. It really is. It, it's just a, a, it's a feeling that I get and a know, and then I can vision and see what is going on around me. And if I feel like this energy is in any shape or form uh, a trickster, I, I will be able to tell. It, it's just something that I'm gifted with, and it's very hard to explain how mm-hmm. I can know, but I just do. And, you know, there's times like, for example, a spirit board. If you're using a spirit board and something comes through, oh, is this really grandma or, or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be able to cycle the energies, the way that the, the way the things are moving, the way that they would answer you back. You know, as far as that goes, you should be able to, to figure it out from that board. Um, there's been many times when I've used Ouija boards with people, and it's just a trickster. It stops saying some really out-of-the-world things that you know grandma wouldn't say, you know, but yet they're saying they're grandma. So it's all in, in, in the way someone would be in real life if they're trying to trick you on a phone call. Oh, this is, uh, this is Bob, you know, but meanwhile, it's, it's not, you know, because <laughs> their voice is different. You just know. I was going to say that you kind of said it before I managed to get to it, but, yeah, with the table tipping and glass moving, you know, so many people finally get to spell out a name or dates and so forth. And you're like, well, is this actually true? And I've seen so many um, glass-moving experiments with uh, letters around the table and numbers, and they've got a certain name, let's say George or something, and then they've got this whole conversation going, and then the information just starts to get a bit bizarre. And they say, is this really George, or are you someone else? And it turns out to be someone else. So you, um, Morris Gross always used to say, a poltergeist is a spiritual trickster. They'll keep on coming out with different names and so forth for their identity. So it's hard to actually track down who it is, what it is, or who's doing it, it you know, because there could be a poltergeist agent involved, and therefore it doesn't involve the dead. And um, the late William Roll, who wrote The Poltergeist, um, which is a fantastic book, I recommend it to anyone that is serious in the study of poltergeists, he wrote an article called The Catch-22 of Survival. Um, for the Journal of Religion and Psychic Research, and he said it's hard to actually establish whether uh, you've got communication or evidence for life after death. Even with um, apparitions um, that can talk to you or going to visit a psychic medium, if the medium comes out with information that they shouldn't have otherwise have known about, and you think, wow, you know, they must be in contact with the dead. The problem is there that you've got two different avenues that you could then suggest. You could say, well, the medium's in contact with the dead, and they're coming out with information um, that supports their survival after death of my relative or friend, or the medium is picking up, without being aware, um, telepathic impressions from the person they're reading, or clairvoyantly picking up on information in that person's home and whereabouts that relate to documents, photographs, and so forth, that suggests that there's survival. And, you know, you're in a catch-22 situation that there's no way of proving one or the other, because there could even be documents that the family don't know about, 
that the medium could be picking up on. Um, so, uh, Kelly, how do you actually, you know, when you get these psychic impressions, do you actually kind of hear the dead talking to you, or is it images, mental images, um, or is it as though they're stood in front of you speaking to you like a normal person? What's your psychic experience like? Well, what it's like for me is I do get, a, first of all, I get a lot of impressions, a lot of visions that come to me, okay? Symbols, too, that mean something. things. Like a, like a tarot card, you know? Um, there's certain things on a tarot card that symbolize a certain thing. Sometimes I get a symbol, you know, and I know what that symbol means. Um, I also do hear them speaking to me as if you're sitting in the room with me. That can at times be uncomfortable, depending on where I am at the time. <laughs> you know, if I'm sitting home at you know at night and uh, you know I'm, I'm meditating, and then I start hearing things. It, you know, sometimes it's, it's uncomfortable. Do you but, um, hear them? Mm-hmm. What's that? I didn't say anything. Well, who said yeah. that? Oh, well, that was weird. Yeah, I heard it too, Kelly. That wasn't that wasn't just my mind, right? It wasn't, Kelly. <laughs> like, Am I hearing them now, guys? Is it happening now on the air? This is wonderful news. No, I heard that too. It really. Uh, you, you didn't say anything, Kel. No, I, no. I, I didn't. It, uh, no, it's not. I thought Ann was on the phone. Maybe I don't know. No, we we actually had a, another voice that came through here. Okay. Yeah, that was that, that. that was kind of cool. Very. very so that's right up your uh, your uh, you, alley, you Cal, isn't it? Oh, right. I've noted down. We're um, what, we're about thirty-eight minutes into the radio show. Okay, I'll listen back to that after the radio show and see if I hear anything. Um, that wasn't the first time I heard that either. I didn't note it. Me neither. Oh, really? Okay, so you heard yep. it the first time, like about I don't know before break. Yeah, I did hear it as well. Okay. Before the break, you heard it. I heard it. <laughs> As well. So you heard it twice through the radio show? Twice, yes. yes. Okay. I heard yeah. it too, Cal. Seriously. Okay, before, well, I thought at first part. maybe Ann came on the line. I didn't know. I thought it was her. No, okay. I heard another voice. I, I wasn't sure the first time I heard it what it was. But then uh, when that, and, and you actually stopped to comment on it, I knew yeah. that I heard it as well. Yeah. Okay, we have to check that out. That's interesting. Uh, that you might have some new material for your book, uh, your next book on call, telephone calls from the dead, uh, Cal Cooper. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Radio voices from the dead. Radio voices from the dead. Old DJs that never die. Oh, dear. And uh, speaking of that, you will be bringing some of your books over from the UK, uh, Telephone Calls from the Dead, Mr. Cooper. Is that correct? Yeah, if I don't send them, I'll be carrying them by hand. But um, this week as well, um, for anyone that's had any difficulty with the website or Amazon.co.uk, the book is available on Amazon.com. So please go on there and you can order copies on there or .co.uk or my website. So there's three different places where the book's available. And there's no discounts anywhere on these, right? Uh, no, why should I? It's only been out a few months and... <laughs> No, 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 I'm just saying that Amazon, there's no discounts on Amazon or anything, so that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, are you, are you trying to push for a discount or something? 
No, no, no. I'm trying to say that they can buy them for you when you're over here. You'll autograph them, and you're going to pay the same price as if you bought them online. Of course, at the Spirit Quest events, it is going to be cheaper, obviously, because it's not being posted. You're getting the copy there in person and so forth. So, and I can speak to people about any questions they've got on the phenomena. I'll happily sign any copies of the book. So, yeah, going, going and getting a copy of the book from Spirit Quest will be cheaper than anywhere else you can get a copy. There you go. That's what I was getting at, my oh, friend. Right, okay. <laughs> so Kelly, do you have a broom? I, I yeah, actually, I was sweeping while we were while we were uh, doing a little. There you healing. go. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I was sitting there doing a little sweep, which in a broom, you know. <laughs> uh, you should be more modernized. It should be a vacuum way, with, cleaner, a flying vacuum cleaner. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the 2012 version of the broom is the electric broom, <laughs> so it's faster. <laughs> with with I mean, faster stripes as well. Do, do you take offense to, like, all these witch jokes? I mean, you, you've heard them all, I'm sure, you know, and all this oh, stuff. No, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny. I mean, people, you know, everybody has a humor about it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, some people can be a little rude about it. But the, the funny jokes, I, you know, that just, I just giggle about it. Doesn't, nothing really offends me easy when it comes to that kind of stuff, you know? Oh, uh, wait till you work with me for, for this weekend, then you'll probably be saying <laughs> <laughs> I know Cal will, I guarantee you that. Oh, I'll be fine. <laughs> After I drink them out under the table. That's never going to happen. You can say that as much as you want. It's not going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> I can take as much as I give, and that's a lot. I yeah, <laughs> I was um, when I went to Northampton last night because I was um, teaching some A-level students today um, parapsychology and judging some of their projects. I- I've had this really bad pain in my neck and shoulder for the past few days, so I, I took some painkillers and then went out drinking with some old university friends last night, and I was absolutely fine the next morning. So it's never going to happen, Ron. I'll be drinking <laughs> your way under the table. I'm talking about tea, <laughs> tea and drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. <laughs> now, now um, I wonder if there. I was gonna oh, forget it. I just messed that all up. So don't even worry about it. Oh, I, I want to go back to Salem a little bit because uh, you uh, live in Salem and you've done some investigating in Salem. And the uh, what's the place where they hang the witches, uh, Kelly? Gallows Hill. Gallows Hill. Thank you. Now Gallows Hill, they don't really know where it is, but they have um, suspicions where it is. is. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. Well, all right. Everybody assumes that the hill is actually where the water tank is with the giant witch on it. Right. Yep. Well, they say, and whoever they are, we don't know, they say mm-hmm. it's actually behind Walgreens, which is Pet- more towards the bottom of the hill. Really? Yeah, and the Walgreens is a little, uh, is a little haunted, believe it or not. There's been some activity known to go on in uh, in Walgreens, um, and right. Oh, there's a lot of activity going on in all Walgreens. That doesn't have to be haunted. <laughs> and Walmart, um, but yeah, Amen. no, that. Um, <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So okay. Now, I just, all right, Cal and Kelly, I just have verification that uh, the, the producer of the show. Uh, said that was strange, so she commented on it as well. So, hmm, this is interesting. What did I'm you say? Have to what, did, what did it sound like? It sounded like a, a voice. female asking me a question. A voice, so, absolutely voice. A voice yeah, saying a voice. what? Well, it, it was like, 
I don't know. I can't I remember at the again. time. I, yeah, I, I couldn't understand exactly what it said. Okay. Right, I'll still listen back to it though after the show's done. I promise I'll go through and have a listen. I'll give you my thoughts on the next show. Yeah. Okay, that would be good. Yes. So, uh, actually, I'll do the same as well. So, uh, yeah, but, I mean, I don't know, know if it was an echo ahead, of me or... I don't know, maybe... It, I don't know if it was an echo of my own voice or... It was female. Was. It was definitely female. And it was female. So we'll have to check that out and let me know. <laughs> okay. I've noted it, Dan. I've got the exact kind of time during the show that it was that you said you um, heard it just as you stopped. Because I thought, um, Kelly... You were stopping because you thought you heard me ask another question. That's why I was confused. I was listening to you talking, then yeah. you just stopped. So right. Yeah, because I heard, the, I heard a female ask me something. a question, right? Okay. Yeah, I heard a female ask me a question. I was like, what's that? <laughs> it's like, who was that? Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah that was I'll, check it out. I'll check it out. <laughs> there you go. Interesting. So, anyways, uh, so uh, going back to uh, Gallows Hills, uh, you being a witch and, uh, and, you know, of course, Salem is noted for mediums and psychics. I mean, have, has there ever been, like, real attempts to douse for Gallows Hills? Attempts to, attempts to what? To douse for the spot? To douse for it? Well, yeah. you know, I don't know. I, I've never really did. I never even tried that. But I, I never went behind Walgreens. I'm going to be honest. So now I'm tempted. To go yeah. and it out. Um, I have gone up on the hill with my team. Actually, mm-hmm. one of our very first investigations, we did Gallows Hill. And okay. um, all we got were animal noises, and we freaked our own selves out up there. Um, so I didn't catch anything on Gallows Hill. Um, so I think maybe that'll be something, you know, if I can do it without getting in trouble, because it is a residential area, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so... Um, just to go behind the Walgreens and Dallas. But I don't know. I never, I never thought to do that. Have you got a, a lot of places like that in the U.S.? Because we've started to get more and more where, you know, those um, public ruins of old churches or standing stones. Um, people could come and go to those places all they liked, and then eventually they might start building housing around it or they start putting fencing up because they start to realize that a lot of people that get interested in ghost hunting or psychic phenomena, they start to visit these places. And there's just some people in the local areas that start to frown upon it and then they start to restrict it really i mean you just kind of mentioned that there with the the, the place that you're going to at gallows hill i mean have you got a lot more places like those around the u.s where you used to go there regularly and now they're becoming inaccessible because of this interest rise in the paranormal i went to the end of the penitentiary after it wasn't uh, gone and, and just the main building was there right? Mm-hmm. right um andrew and i and melissa went with us too and we went up there now, uh, Cal, this is a, this place is extremely haunted. Uh, this place was torn down. Uh, there was no warning, and they just let these people out in the streets. Okay, this was uh, right. you know really really insane, right? So um, we went up there, and I'll tell you what, the energy up there is insane. I don't know how these people live there. While they were building up there, one of the other buildings that they just completed burned down no reason. They still don't know why it burned down. There was no electrical problems. There was no arson. There, there was nothing. They don't know. Um, and so as I'm walking towards the main building, I can actually smell it. Like you could smell the, 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 the hospital, you know, and you get the creepy feelings. And then as I'm looking up into the building, I, you know, you, you can almost feel and see what used to go on in there. It's crazy. It's something that you should do one day. Just drive up there and 
and take a fail because it's just a wild feeling up there. But that's one place I always wanted to go to while it was still up and abandoned, but no one was allowed to go in there. You'd have to sneak in there, and I never, I never did it. Right. That's that's the bad problem is that a lot of people will do that. They will uh, go in. They're not supposed to go, and it has uh, hurt yeah. other. I'm not going to say legitimate paranormal investigators, but they, it has hurt other paranormal investigators yeah. as well. Oh so. yeah. I mean, even with the rise of just different paranormal shows coming up, I mean, places where they'd happily let you investigate them for nothing, they started ch charging extortionate amounts. But um, mm -hmm. sadly, you know, it went on to places like mystical sites and places like um, old abandoned prisons and so forth, where they just start putting up fencing. So, you know, a place where you could freely, you know, come and go as you wish at these places, now there's no way of accessing them at all because they, you know, they're totally put off the locals, the local council or whatever, just had enough of ghost hunters. And I know some places, there's, um, down south, there's Netley Abbey, and uh, David Scanlon used to go there with uh, Nori quite often, and um, they even went in there at night and used to investigate various things down there. And um, Dave Scanlon wrote up some of the accounts in one of his books, which I think was uh, Paranormal Hampshire. And um, unfortunately, now the place is surrounded by fencing. There's a load of uh, locals um, in the surrounding houses that are even paid by the local council to ring the police or the security if they see any flashlights in there at night time. It's crazy, you know? Yeah, I mean, in, in Massachusetts, for instance, you're not allowed into cemeteries at night. And that's mm -hmm. a, a law. Yeah, it is oh. a law. Sunset, no more. So, yeah, so you have to be kind of careful. <laughs> you're going into any cemeteries, you know, because yeah, of that, that reason. Is that specifically because of ghost hunting and so forth, or or is that because of vandalism? We get a lot of coyotes in our cemeteries. That's one thing. And plus, we don't want people going in there and, and, and wrecking them because we've had a lot of people coming in and breaking stones and spray painting on them and, yeah. you know, just kind of ruining them, especially yeah. the, you know, the older ones from, like, 16, 17, 1800s. They, they've ruined them in Jewish cemeteries. So, you know, they, they, they now they have that rule where you, at sunset, that's it, gate blocked, you can't get in, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not good. No, well, it's, it's, I, I don't mean it's, um, open. it's not good that it's locked. I mean, it's not good that there's vandalism going on. That, that's, that's crap. Yeah. Yeah, that's crap. But, I mean, it's, it's all interesting stuff. Uh, you know, it's necessarily cemeteries more haunted than another location. I don't agree. So, uh, Kelly, one thing I did want to talk about locations. Have you ever gone to a location that just might be like a Walmart parking lot, for instance, and you go in there and and you know that something's wrong, that there's, there's a lot of energy there, uh, you know, and you know, but you, you really can't identify it or anything. So if you do research, you might be able to find some, I mean, you know, and, and eventually verify it. I mean, is that possible or, or uh, does that ever happen to you? I've, I've gone to places and, um, you know, either being just like buildings or, or even, you know, like stores where I feel very uncomfortable. I feel there's something going on there. Not not going in to investigate, but I'm just going there. Exactly. You know? um, and I, I've had situations where, you know, I did try and search um, a location at one point and I didn't come up with anything. So, but... 
you know, and it's not like you can just go in and say, hey, can I, uh, can I ghost hunt in your store, you know? Certain <laughs> 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 um, parking lots, you know, empty parking lots. Um, there's been, you know, uh, many, many, many places like that that I walk into and I feel, you know, something's going on here. You know, and then I don't want to go up to someone, hey, uh, have any uh, problems here, you know? <laughs> right. People think you're whack, but, um, you know, I've had that. I know, for instance, that for, there was a place in Boston that uh, that happened to a lot of people. They went in and uh, they felt a lot of, uh, especially somebody who's empathic, uh, will feel, you know, like uh, very sorrow or they'll feel, you know, tragedy or something. And uh, the one location I'm thinking about it was the, uh, it's just the parking lot now, was the uh, Coconut Grove Fire. Oh. And uh, for those who don't know, and Cal, you ever hear of the Coconut Grove Fire? No, but it, it sounds intriguing. Did you just say the Coconut Grove Fire? Right. Grove Fire, okay, right, go Grove. On. The Coconut Grove was a nightclub in oh, Boston. Oh, Grove. Okay, go on. What did you say? Grope. Grope. No, not grope. Grope. In gro groping someone's breasts. Or no, no, no. Get your mind out of the gutter, Mr. Cooper. <laughs> grove. Coconut Grove fire. It's okay, actually. It was actually a, a nightclub in Boston, and... Um, Club, uh, the decorations, there was plastic palm trees and all that stuff, uh, caught fire, and the, the uh, fire, the uh, nightclub was packed, one of the doors was locked, they couldn't go out that way, and the other mm -hmm. door uh, opened inward, and uh, they couldn't get out because of the rush of the crowd, and... Oh, uh, yeah, it was a lot, of, yeah, very close to Rhode Island, Island, Rhode Island, the doors did open, uh, the right yeah. way, but uh, yeah, you're right, absolutely. And uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people. I forget the exact number died in this fire. It was a huge tragedy. But uh, you, you, Kelly's right. There's another place. There's the Stagecoach uh, Nightclub in Providence. Is it Providence or someplace in Rhode Island? Isn't it? I don't know if it was Providence. Someplace, and, that, and that's very similar. There were uh, uh, pyrotechnics. Uh, ignited uh, something in there and then you know it's really amazing when when you think about leaving an imprint or an energy imprint i mean there were people that were stuck in a door stacked like cordwood that was still alive and they couldn't do anything with them because they were just so jammed in it's so tight so you yeah, know, imagine the, the horror you know yeah. That that has has to leave. If you believe that you know uh, tragedy can leave psychic impressions, and th then that particular area m must definitely have it. Well, there's some oh, classic, classic ones with the um, London Underground. Um, even some stories of there being various uh, crashes with the trains down there, and it was just with the size of the underground trains, it was too much hassle when they did crash it 1950s or whatever. Um, or probably even before then, um, to excavate the bodies or even try and get the train out because it derailed and crashed in the tunnel. Um, so there are stories of some trains still being down there, bricked up, the line's never been used since, and the bodies are still all set on the train, just left Ooh. to rot. 
know, and you get so many people reporting psychic experiences down there. I mean, if anyone's interested in the, the sheer volume of paranormal experiences people have had, I recommend people go to YouTube and type in something like London Underground Ghosts, and there's a whole documentary they did on interviewing the staff down there on all their experiences that they'd had. And there were some people that knew about some of the ghosts down there. Um, there were some people that had no idea and then had an experience that was a very common one that other people knew about. And, you know, you just think, wow, something must be going on, especially when you get to some of the photographs down there. There's a famous one of someone taking a photo on one of the trains, and when they had the picture developed, there was a picture of a guy in the electric chair in one of the reflections of the window, and it matched up to be the Bruno Hartman, the, uh, the Boston Strangler. And, um, Boston when, Strangler? Yeah, when the picture was matched up, it matched up wow. the wax that they had in Madame Tussauds. And it's very freaky. It's a famous photograph. Uh, but oh, anyway, cool. on YouTube, look up London Underground Ghosts and you should find it in the whole documentary about it. I think there's even a book out on London Underground Ghosts as well and it lists the whole history of the place and various things that have gone on down there. Because I've mentioned um, the apparition of an ancient Egyptian that's down there as well um, oh, on the British Museum Station. And that started to occur. People started to see this apparition of an ancient Egyptian wandering up and down the platform when a new body was brought into the museum, which was put in the basement, which was the same level as the platform station. And the staff at the station didn't know about it, but they, started, they didn't know the body had been delivered, but they started to see this ghost. So it, it corresponded very well. It's very freaky. But um, it goes back to what you said, mass graves down there. There's absolutely... Mm -hmm hundreds of bodies that have been put down in London underground and loads of people have psychic experiences down there. Right. Oh, I hate to cut you off, but I heard the uh, bell. That means the pizza's here, so it's time to wrap it up. And uh, Kelly, uh, we want to thank you very much. Uh, we've been speaking with Kelly Spangler, a Salem witch, uh, a psychic medium. Uh, Kelly, why don't you give out your websites? My website is kellyspangler.com and salemspiritseekers.com. And Kelly will also be at Spirit Quest with us as well and uh very shortly actually about nine days so kelly thanks so much for being on the show thanks for having me yeah uh, good night cheers, kelly. it's been great speaking good night bye-bye well that was cool and that show just flew by but anyways uh i do have a couple things to mention uh we still have a, a few seats available on the ghost pirate cruise this saturday out of rockport um, if you go on our website, it's listed the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, neghostproject.com, and you can get reserve your tickets. Uh, we also have Spirit Quest coming up uh, about 90. So uh, Cal Cooper and Ross Bartlett from the U.K. will be here, uh, Jane Dari, and many, many other people. So I'm really excited, and uh, I guess we'll see you there. So Cal, yeah. we have one more show before then, right? Yep, one more, so we best make it a good one. <laughs> okay. And I do want to mention, too, uh, Ghost Chronicles, the original, is going back to WCCM where it all gets spawned. And it'll be every other Monday, starting on Monday. So WCCM just gets curious. So it's time to wrap it up. Say good night and God bless to everyone. Take care. Good night. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-legged ghosties.